I have a very interesting tip for you that I don't think you've ever heard of. Okay. Do you know how to keep your fly from ever zipping down? <laughs> I, yeah, I've heard of tricks before. Okay, what do, what do you think? Take a safety pin. I've heard, nope. Put it around, oh, this is a way. Put it around the zipper and then put it through your button at the top of your pants. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It'll keep it sturdy. A thing that not that's not well known, mm-hmm. and this will keep your fly from falling down probably 95 to 99% of the time, <laughs> is the little handle on the fly. Yeah. It just needs to be facing down. There's a lock on every single zipper that if it's facing down, it locks. Most. Yeah. No, all zippers. All. You can't get it to zip down if it's locked. The problem is you take a pee, and you zip your pants up, and just leave it sticking up just like that. Okay. That's the problem. <laughs> so okay. Just lock it down, man. Where'd you learn this information? I don't remember. Somewhere on the internet. Okay. The many <laughs> Probably wisdom Kreischer. of the internet. So, we've talked about our interests in the past, right? Mm-hmm. We've talked about it a number of times. Where is the computer not going to be in the way? Maybe something like right here? Yeah, that's fine. Um, and so, one of our biggest interests is piracy, correct? And one of yeah. the things that got us into piracy a lot was when we were younger, we were watching the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Mm-hmm. That got me into being interested in pirates quite a bit early on, and I got really obsessed with real pirates and also the characters from Pirates of the Caribbean. Obviously, Captain Jack is incredible. Yeah, I wouldn't say. (laughs) A lot of people, because he is the main character, they say he's the best, but I think there's a lot of characters that bring out the story that are great. Oh, for sure. Um, He's just the... One, because Johnny Depp has has made that character so iconic and just different than everything else. Yes. Well, um, I thought we could talk today and answer the question or at least bring some knowledge about the character of Jack Sparrow um, to the public that's not commonly known about his backstory and specifically how he became a pirate lord. Before we get into it... Mm -hmm. What made you want to talk about this now? I guess, are they making another Pirates of the Caribbean? I know they probably eventually will, because they have like I a do couple not of making, think but. they are making a new Pirates of the Caribbean soon. Um, I have done a good bit of research, and I thought that maybe the Pirates franchise is done. But I've discovered today that, no, it's not necessarily. The last thing that anyone's ever said about the Pirates, the creators of Pirates of the Caribbean, is that the... Uh, Dead Man Tell No Tales mm-hmm. is the it is the beginning to the final end, I think, three movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so there should be two more coming out from what people have said that made the movie. Um, but we don't know if that's true. I personally am not a huge fan of On Stranger Tides and 
um, Dead Men Tell No Tales. But the first three was very interesting. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of wanted to give a backstory because it, it kind of, Pirates of the Caribbean throws you into this story and you have to figure it out as you go. But there's a lot of details that you have to figure out if you want to truly appreciate the conversations, the dialogue, the characters' development yeah. to understand it completely. And a lot of people just, even though there's a lot of videos on YouTube that do talk about it, I thought we might take a podcast and explain to the people who watch our show about I, the backstory. Can I just very quickly go into a small rant and okay. a pet peeve of mine? I actually did see this not too long ago, I think a couple weeks ago. They are trying to make a Pirates of, excuse me, a Pirates <laughs> Caribbean where maybe like a spinoff, not including Johnny Depp, where there's like a woman captain. They're trying to create a spinoff series or movie or whatever mm -hmm. they're going to do out of it where there's a woman captain. Okay. If you really study piracy like we oh yeah we have one of the like pirate codes or the superstitions that most pirates have is not let women on board. I I understand what their idea for this is. They want to make things in Hollywood especially. They want to make things very diverse. Mm -hmm. Um they want to they want to bring forth like women uh like women equality. Yeah. Uh, women yeah. roles. People that are inspirational. Which is fine, but I feel like they are playing with a part of history where that wasn't Well, I mean deemed yeah. yes, there was women, but as a pirate captain role, which they had this as like um Blackbeard's daughter being kind of the second in command, that was also something they played with that would have been a big no no, I guess, for <laughs> pirates. Well, the majority of pirates perhaps, but there are pirate in history who were women but they did keep it on the down low until they got a reputation for themselves you know um, there were a lot of women pirates specifically the famous ones um, Anne Bonny and Mary Reed yeah but um, they they are known for dressing up like men and making people think they're men mm -hmm. they don't want they didn't until like Anne became second uh, uh, first mate to Calico Jack but um, I hear what you're saying. It, there is that I I had an issue kind of similarly with the with Dead Men Tell No Tales. Not that they had a woman at all in a main role. It was more of like they they made this this new female character that had nothing to do with the story or had anything to do with piracy. All of a sudden, she's a brilliant. You know, she knows everything about piracy, and now she comes in the story and tries to take like the highlight. And she hasn't been a part of it for four huge movies, and then they yeah. try to introduce her as like this important character, being like, well, spoilers. Also, um, Barbosa's daughter. That was very strange to me. But I mean, we—it's not really for us to decide. I do, however, really love the backstory of the character of Jack Sparrow, which is what I yeah. think we should talk Let, about let's today. Let's get into that more. Um, so. The first thing that's interesting is, from what I've heard, and this is people speculating online, not necessarily fact, um, based on the age of Johnny Depp when he played the characters, and so they're gauging that based on how old Jack Sparrow would be, that they believe that he was born at, in the year of 1700. Is this actual, like, is this fan fiction, or is this more like 
actual storyline evidence that the creators of Pirates of the Caribbean have created. Um, there is, it's kind of mixed in throughout. And uh, honestly, uh-huh. because it's all fiction, I am willing to say, okay, this makes sense. This makes this makes sense logically. It, honestly, Disney can keep moving it in a certain direction. But ultimately, there's a there's a give and take where people who create the character, create a backstory, create a story. And then there's also an aspect where fans can take that fictional character and add to it or in small ways to make the character rounded out. And yeah. it's fiction. So we're just playing around here. It's not anything to take too seriously. But also... Um, there are actual facts about the character by the writers mixed in throughout this information. Does that make sense? Yeah. And they definitely. also kind of developed Jack's character not completely before they filmed the first movie, you know? And mm-hmm. then they added to it afterward when it got so popular. So um, the interesting thing about what I like about the year that he was born was there's a period of time called the Golden Age of Piracy. There's three stages. The first stage was the Buccaneer stage. The second stage was the, um, let's see. Uh, I can't remember. I have it written here, but I'm not, I can't find it. But anyway, the third stage is the, the post-Spanish Spanish succession <laughs> time yeah. period. Um, and then the, fir- the second period, uh, I think it was... Oh, the Pirate Round is the name of the second period. Jack was born during the Pirate Round. Mm -hmm. He became a teenager around the time that that was ending. Yeah. Or so. And then he would have become a main pirate during the post-Spanish succession period as well as beyond that. And beyond that is not considered the Golden Age of Piracy. Beyond that is when pirates started to be hunting and die out, you know? Yeah. And it, it plays well into the character and the development of Jack Sparrow as a character and eventually his demise, well, you know? Yeah. Um, he was during that period of time when piracy was dying out. So an interesting thing about Jack is that his father was a captain. His mother was kind of unknown, but his father was a captain. and Captain he's, Edward he's, Teague. Yeah, and he's in the films a couple of times. Mm-hmm. He gets introduced on, what was it, the third one? Yes, the at, third at one World's End. When, as the kind of bookkeeper, mm-hmm. is that the first the, time he gets introduced? Yes. Or earlier? It was that. that, um, that as point. like the bookkeeper for the Pirate for Code. For the Pirate Code, which yes. Which we're going to talk about. We actually need to start going through this. <laughs> we're not going to have enough time. We should probably make this into like two episodes. Maybe. We'll see We'll see how far we get, and then we'll we can continue later if we don't get all the way through. Anyways... Jack Sparrow was kind of raised as a cabin boy between his father and other sailors and captains. He was bouncing around from ship to ship. Obviously, he wasn't well supervised as a kid. He was born to a pirate captain who didn't care much for his well-being. He was kind of left to figure out his life as he went. Um, And he had, ever since he was young, he had a burning desire this most thing he wanted out of anything was a good reputation to be captain and to have freedom and freedom is a central point as we talked in past yes, podcasts of his identity and the his physical representation of his identity of that freedom is yeah. the black pearl um it, it was interesting cuz you're you got this information um from online and things you found but i remember you showed gave me a podcast and it was interesting in it, he talks about the person who did the other podcast was mm-hmm. 
when Jack was young, around this time, he was mm-hmm. a teenager, getting into adulthood, he went to what we saw on, I guess, the fourth movie, The Mermaid yeah. Player. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, with Stranger Tides. Yes. Well, The Mermaid Plays, where the mermaids are. And the mermaids would lure sailors in by singing to them and making them fall in love with them. Mm-hmm. Jack, there was a time where Jack was went there as like a teenager or uh, going into manhood, like maybe young 20s, and he did not get lured in by the mermaids because mm-hmm. his desire was freedom. It wasn't to... His strongest desire wasn't like for women and, and stuff. That is kind of backed up with all the times that like Elizabeth was trying to mm-hmm. like seduce him or even like just try to get him to do things. He always mm-hmm. had a desire for something else. Yeah. For the freedom that he longs for, which is yeah. that's why he loves being a pirate so much. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so pretty early on, Jack Sparrow was um like I said, a cabin boy but he also desired to become his own captain. Yeah. And there was the whole backstory of um, when he got his compass and how he got his compass when he was young. He was about in his 20s and such. Um, there's actually, when we talk about him becoming a pirate lord, it's a whole process. He actually met Teodoma and Davy Jones early on. And the reason yeah. for that is there's there was a couple instances, a couple times that since his father... His father was also a pirate lord over the area of Madagascar. And because of that, he went to Shipwreck Cove with the other pirate lords and was at meetings even before he was a pirate lord. And Jack is through his whole life getting a lot of information about other pirates in different places. Jack was very interested in supernatural curses, uh, mystical things around the sea. That was like his... He was more interested in that than any kind of gold. He was more interested in that than any kind of like typical piracy thing. You know what I mean? He was interested in finding supernatural artifacts like cursed treasure or like the fountain of youth or, you know, even trying to fix his own issues by controlling Davy Jones himself. You know what I mean? He's always gone after the more supernatural artifacts like his compass. And those have been the things that's interested him more than just like basic treasure. Um, But also his desire to be a captain was still there at a young age. And so he actually met Barbosa, Hector Barbosa, at Shipwreck Cove when he was younger. And Barbosa was also a captain. Barbosa is a bit older than Jack Sparrow. And so he actually... Barbosa had gotten pretty much screwed by uh, by another rogue set of pirates, you know, and they, I can't remember if the information is like they had sunk his ship or maybe they stole his ship or something, but they pretty much, uh, they pretty much took Barbosa's, what he's worked hard for to become a captain, and, um, and Jack Sparrow had gotten some information on them and gave that to Barbosa, and they developed a friendship uh, at a younger age at Shipwreck Cove. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, you can chime in and whatever. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm going to get into, is it too early to get into how he got the ship in the East Indian Trading Company? Well, I will say... Um, I'm going to add anything before that. It wasn't until after that 
Well, I yeah. Know, a good ways after that, he became a pirate lord. So yeah, you can go ahead and start getting into that a little bit. So, I, I, you maybe you can chime in, but how he he started becoming like paying off his debt with the East Indian Trading Company for doing piracy by serving as like a ship captain, but he was well, like, he wasn't paying off any debts. He was employed, employed as a privateer. Yeah. Well, yeah, employed as a privateer um, on the ship for the East Indian Trading Company. That's the how. Wench. Yeah, that's how all of the stuff with the East Indian Trading Company comes about, and that's how he got the P on his arm. But that's a little bit farther in the story. Yeah, where he was a privateer, and um, what's what's the short guy? His name, not uh, James Norrington, but the other guy. Um, uh, uh, Cutler Beckett. Yeah, Cutler Beckett. He started tricking in Jack Sparrow, tricking <laughs> Jack Sparrow into um, dealing with like slavery and stuff like that. Yeah, the slave trade. There was the slave uh, trade. They Jack Sparrow from early on. He he didn't agree with any kind of slavery or slave trade or anything like that. And so that was a big point of profit for the East India Trading Company. Um, and so he was Cutler Beckett was trying to get Jack to be a part. Of that because that's where a lot of money is and Jack wasn't didn't want to be a part of that at all and um, but he was also really good at what he did he was really good at being a, a captain and pretty so much he was basically tricking him into doing it and once Jack found out he like basically refused and he was trying to like um, he, he would wouldn't go on with it but um, it kind of led to some things where Cutler Beckett actually he, him, and James Norrington, actually, they destroyed his ship, which was what would you say it was called the the Wicked Wench. The Wicked Wench. And the reason why they did that was because he refused to do a job involving slave trade. Yeah, and so that's when Davy Jones comes about. Because I mean, Jack knew him from younger days, mm -hmm. being a cabin boy and being around pirates. But he made a deal with Davy Jones. He said, "If you will um, bring back the Wicked Wench." I will um, become a captain for so many years, and then I will serve on your ship for thirteen years. Yes, and that um, and by the way, before they before they sunk the Wicked Wench, that is when he got the brand mark. Yes, um, and then it is also because he refused to do yeah the job. And it's also he he got Davy Jones' attention because he actually went to the location where the ship was sunk, and he valued that symbolic physical symbol of freedom so much he wanted to go down and be with his ship and he actually swam down to where the ship was and um i think he got stuck or something down there and that's when davy jones found him and they made a deal in that fashion and that's where they're at the shipwreck location yeah and so he made a deal with davy jones for his ship and a hundred years of service for, for 13 years of being a captain yeah and that's what we know jack sparrow as the like on the first movie, mm -hmm. or on, even on the second movie, a little bit where he he's like, "I'm Captain Jack Sparrow," and that ship that he brought back, he decided to rename it the Black Pearl mm -hmm. because it was the Wicked Wench. He wanted it to be more of like a symbol of freedom. Yeah. Plus, he wanted it not to be. He wasn't part of the East Indian Trading Company anymore. Yeah. He wasn't doing that, so he changed it to the Black Pearl, and that's the ship we know of today. There was also. 
that when he ra- when Davy Jones raised it from the sea, that's when it got its black sails, and that's when it got the ability to be faster than any other ship in the Caribbean. It's because it had um, a spiritual power to it because of Davy Jones' help. You know? Yeah, and then that's <clears throat> when what we see is like the first movie. He basically, um, because he was already friends with, um, not. Uh, I just lost his name again. The the guy with the monkey, uh, Barbosa. Barbosa. Yes, I'm horrible with names. <laughs> well, you're when, jumping ahead a little bit. We need to slow down. Okay. When he gets the ship back, that is, he's only has the ship for three years before yeah. Barbosa mutinies him. Yeah. Um, on the first movie. Like after the he gets of the first it, yeah, movie. exactly. And, but during that period, that was like. That was one of Jack's most successful periods of being a pirate. It was he had a really, you know, harsh, intense, successful crew. Um, he also was just seeing a lot of progression in his goals. He wanted to be a captain. He has it. He has his own ship. It's not owned by the East India Trading Company. It's owned by him. He He got it. He's bought it with his own service, you know, with a debt. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was at that point that he got the sparrow tattoo. Yeah. Um, and he also, it was at that point that he really quickly after he became captain of the Black Pearl that he became a pirate lord. And the reason for that is because his father was stepping down from being a pirate captain and a pirate lord to being the bookkeeper of the code. Yeah. And he was going to stay in Shipwreck Cove and he was going to retire there pretty much. Mm-hmm. And so, and because of that, you know, a lot of things dealing with piracy, it's pretty simple. You know, they don't try to complicate things. So they're like, okay, we have an empty spot. We're going to give it to Jack. Jack is, uh, is Edward's son, you know? Yeah. And that's when he got his um, piece of eight that he dangles from his hair on his bandana. And also it was at that point he kind of assembled his crew. Barbosa, already previously known from Shipwreck Cove, is a part of that. And Barbosa also at some point became one of the lords as well. Okay. What was that? I don't know. Something fell down over there. But, yeah. Um, so pretty much... That is the process, simplified, of how Jack Sparrow became a pirate lord. It is from then three years, he gets mutinied. Barbosa takes control of the ship and goes and steals the Aztecs' gold, which curses them, and thus begins the first movie. Um, When you bring that kind of information into watching those movies, especially the first three, it becomes so much more interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, you and it, it's strange something with Pirates of the Caribbean specifically in order. A lot of people enjoyed it. Yeah. But a lot of people also casually watch with not really knowing what people what the characters are talking about. It's almost like I don't want to compare it to, to Lord of the Rings, but if you get into Lord of the Rings, there's a lot more backstory with um, just the different worlds and that mm-hmm. and that they leave out of the movies that you can get into with the story. Yeah. And it's it also makes it a lot more interesting when you can get into the story in that fashion. Yeah. But because of that, I think when you learn this information, 
when you take time to be like, okay, this is what the writers intended for these characters. This is also what super fans and people on the internet have agreed to <laughs> um, filling in certain holes. And this is also puts more backstory to the movies that's been made. And it, it gives you, you can pull things. You understand the depth of characters like Jack and his freedom, love, and his desire to be a captain. You understand him more. Um, something interesting about Jack, side note, he is based on a real pirate. Um, and I thought about talking about this, which we can talk about it, but also just be aware it probably is not going to be the case, especially if they make more pirate movies. Yeah. But I was thinking we could skepticize about how Jack's death and what his demise is. And I think you can draw a logical conclusion of that if you compare it to who he's actually based off of. Mm -hmm. Interesting thing. Who's he based off He's of? He's based off a guy named John Ward. And the reason they call him Jack Sparrow is because his nickname was Sparrow. And a lot of his close yeah. friends called him Jack. How did he die? He doesn't say how he dies. But the at last account of him, he was a very successful pirate. But he didn't. He wasn't a pirate of the Caribbean. He was more North Africa. So close to like... Um, the Middle East. He yeah. had a lot of dealings actually and converted to Islam. Um, John Ward did. The real pirate. And But he, one of the big things why he was based off of him was a, for a certain period of time and towards the end of his life as he was as he was getting older people started seeing a lot of, he had a lot of misfortunes. He was very clever but he had a lot of misfortunes towards the end of his career and he ended up being considered like bad luck. He lost his crew. Things just, he couldn't, he didn't have any more influence that he used to have, you know, in the height of his career. And the, his end of days accounts was pretty much him drunk in like a mud pile, sitting on like <laughs> eggshells and stuff. And yeah. that's like how he's described at the end of his life. And so it, you can kind of see a progression of Jack Sparrow. He built a reputation that's very high, that's very respected. And over time, I know I don't care for the new movies, but they even alluded to that in the new movies. Even his own old crew like Gibbs and stuff, especially in the fifth one, aren't really respecting Jack anymore. They don't really fear for him, or they don't really fear him or, you know, hold him on a pedestal like yeah. they did from the first movie, you know? Yeah. And it's because his reputation's going sour. And it's the same that happened to the real pirate, John Ward. And so that's an interesting speculation. But I also didn't want to make that a part of it because if Disney makes more movies, then there's no point of that. Yeah, I mean, Disney's known for changing up storylines a little bit just to further the the yeah thing. But something that I, watching the movies and knowing that story and everything that I thought was interesting, on the first movie, the dynamic between Barbosa and Jack, um, Barbosa, he he like on the first name ruined him, so Jack doesn't like him. He kills him. Mm -hmm. That was his goal on the first movie. He wanted to kill his first mate, yeah. the guy who marooned him because he hated that he stole the freedom from him. Yeah. But later on, especially when Barbosa helped him escape from Davy Jones' locker, the dynamic between the two characters. Yes, they still don't like each other because they want the black But you can see girl. how they're old friends. Yes. But a bit salty. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like salty, like a saltine cracker. Yeah. Anyways, so um, there's a lot of interesting stuff that we could pull from Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, yeah. I thought it would be interesting to try to recount in a conversation form 
of Jack's beginnings and uh, up to at least the movies. So you can bring this information and go have like a marathon or something, you know? Yeah. And bring that information and try to pick out where you might see things stand out more that you, you know a little bit of Jack's backstory. But I think we should wrap this podcast up. Okay. So if you enjoyed that, give us a follow, uh, subscribe, and click the bell. Yep. And have a good week. Thank you.